Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm Adam, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, Patty. Adam, how's it going? It's going, it's going. How are you doing? How you doing? How you doing, eh? How you doing? Mm-hmm, doing good. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. I have no idea. No clue whatsoever. No clue whatsoever. Definitely was not a Midwest accent. So, um, Well, listen, I'm excited. We got a great show lined up for them today. Yeah, I am excited, too. I think it's going to be really exciting. Everybody, we are uh, super excited uh, about our guest that we have uh, today. He is a United States Air Force veteran, and he is the CEO of Rollers. Uh, you check him out, rollers.com, Mr. Matt Butler. Matt, how you doing? Doing great. I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. I Matt, I got to give a kind of a little backstory here just a little bit. Um, those that have listened to the show for a long time know that I was uh, a University of Phoenix alum and um, and whatnot. And I kind of I first heard about you years ago, probably back in like 2009, 2010, somewhere in that 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 time frame there. Um and I've, I've been a big fan of yours. I've been following you, uh, your company since then and absolutely love what you're doing. So let's break down right into it. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you're doing today? Sure. Yeah, appreciate it. So I recently retired from the Air Force. I was in for a little over 20 years. Uh, lived in nine, let's see, 10 different locations, 10 different deployments. Uh, my career field, my uh, Air Force specialty code was called uh, air battle management. I flew uh, the majority of my time in the Air Force on a reconnaissance aircraft called Joint Stars, which was based in Georgia. Um, but with that being said, I did a bunch of other jobs. I was in a test and evaluation squadron. I was on staff. I was up at the Pentagon. And so a bunch of different things like that. Um, probably about 10 years ago, nine years ago, I... Uh, was conceptualizing um, just outdoor games in general and just knowing that there, there wasn't a lot of new products on the market. And uh, I, I started to kind of cross and fuse other games that I enjoyed like bocce ball and horseshoes, which, which started my thought on creating a game, which is now today rollers. I, I created a, a prototype in my garage and uh, showed it around to some friends and um i brought it to a uh, a church craft fair of a church that i went to <laughs> the funny thing is as you can imagine uh I'm, i go into the show and there's a lot of people in there that have candles and and uh, home crafted goods and then you've got you know me and i'm coming in there with this outdoor game and people are going well this is kind of interesting who's who's this character uh selling this outdoor game um but I wanted to get feedback on the market on if this was, you know, a good product or not. And um, I, I can go on more about that if you wanted me to. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Because it, it, and first off, those of you that are listening to the show right now, I mean, you're already online. Um, open up another browser. Go to rollers.com. That's R-O-L-L-O-R-S.com. And you got to check this game out. It is, it's awesome. Uh, but Matt, please continue. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you, you could just imagine it's really my first show I've ever done, trade show. I mean, very, very, you know, insignificant uh, amount of money. I paid, you know, $100 for a table. And um, 
I didn't really have any branding at the time. My my box that I had was a cardboard box with a sticker that I had created that was just red, white, and blue because I wanted to save some money on the sticker. So you can imagine it probably looked like something from the 1950s. And so when people looked at it, they're like, well, what is this thing? So somebody said, I love outdoor games. Can I take it and play it outside, basically demo it before I buy it to see if I want to buy it? So I said, sure. I I had about 30 sets maybe made, maybe 35. And what was interesting is somebody started playing with their family in front of the church before people even walked in, and they were doing free advertising for me. So everybody that walked in the show said, where is that outdoor game that people are playing? I, I just played it. And I sold out on the show of that show that first day, oh, which geez. which was really great. So I got really good feedback on that. And so what I did is I just doubled down and purchased more inventory and made more. Um, to fast forward today, we, we sell in a lot of sporting goods stores like uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, Shields, uh, um, what's my REI, Camping World, Gander Outdoors. And so we're in about 500 different retailers. And... Um, I've just, since I retired from the Air Force, I've been doing a lot of trade shows. And as you know, I, I, I just pulled over to the side of the road um, to make sure I've got a good cell phone signal. I'm on the road down to Tampa to do another trade show <laughs> that's for schools. It's for physical education. So now I'm on this uh, trade show circuit going around. I just got back from Atlantic City. I was up there for a camping show, and then I was in Nashville for another show. But uh it's, it's been a lot of fun uh, it connecting with customers and retailers and uh, people about the game. And it's just, it, it's taken off, which, I, you know, it, it's, it's really fun to see that the, the game has, has done so well since I retired. And so it was a, I should say, seamless transition from retirement. I mean, there's a lot that goes through, which is probably a whole nother conversation we could have about <laughs> military transition right. out of, you know, into something new. And, um, but it, it, it was made the transition a little bit easier in that regard because I had something that I was doing that was doing very well and I, and I still enjoy doing it. So how I got to ask Matt, how long did it take? How many, um, how many demo tries of like making this? I mean, you came up with the idea. Was this something that you just sketched out on a piece of paper and said, "Hey, I want to, I want to take this. This is what it's going to look like." And then, what, what kind of walk us through what that process was when you from like the inception uh, side of it? Like, oh, I just drew this out. This seemed like a cool idea, and this is what I ran with. Or did you have you know a couple of different uh, tries at it before you you kind of got to what you the finished product, what you have now? Yeah, no, it's a great question, and and I'm glad you asked that. So growing up in the Midwest, I grew up in Minnesota, and you would get cabin fever right about now. If you're in Minnesota, you're going, please do not snow again, and I am sick of being stuck inside, and all I want to do is get outside and, uh, you know, go running and uh, just be outdoors and go to your cabin or fishing or whatever it is. So I grew up um, playing bocce ball and horseshoes pretty pretty common popular outdoor games been around for you know centuries i took that that problem solution you always hear about when people create a business and the problem i saw was one was a lack of new outdoor games a lack of quality outdoor games and then i tried to take things 
from other outdoor games that I didn't like. And so, for example, bocce ball sets I felt were very heavy. And, and if you're a kid, and it's just a lot to lug around. So I wanted to go with something lighter. Um, horseshoes, you have to take a stake and pound it into the ground to throw the horseshoe at. And I thought, that doesn't seem very mobile. You have to bring a big sledgehammer with and pound a stake into the ground and then try and pull the stake up after you're done. You know, and I mean, you have horseshoe pits around, but those aren't really mobile. Um, and so I was taking those and that's how I created rollers is you've got two goals and you've got six discs, uh, three per team. And we've got a bunch of other colors out there. The goals are very mobile and there's no assembly required. And so again, I was just taking problems infusing all of those things together to solutions and that's how I kind of came up with it and to answer your question I probably went through about half a dozen different designs I thought how big does the disc have to be how wide does it have to be um, what should the goal really look like and I kind of imagined like a cone like you're in you're in gym class and you set up all those cones and I kind of <laughs> figured something like that nice and here here's another thing that attaches to the top of the goal is a measuring device and so every time you you play a yard game people are, and it has to do with how close you are to a goal you're trying to figure out who's closest and people are trying to measure they're pulling out a dollar bill they're pulling out a string and so i thought okay let's just put a measuring device in it and attach it to the top of the goal that goes out to a five foot radius so they're they, they sound like common sense items but what's funny is None of those have been put together for, for years. And so um, I just added that to it. And, and, it's, and I get so much feedback from that. They thought, you do you know how many times we get into arguments about bocce ball, about which ball <laughs> is closest to the Polino. So <laughs> again, it's just problem, solution. Right. And, and that's, that's what, and, and they're very common, you know, common problems. And you're just coming up with something. Um, to figure out what's what's a better idea, and I think that's all we do because my outdoor game is nothing phenomenal that is like you, you know completely new. It's really a fusion and a combination of other existing products out there. It's just a new perspective on on how to do something. Yeah, so, well, uh, I I will stop you there and uh, and respectfully disagree with you on the point that, that it's something phenomenal because <laughs> yeah. it, it is phenomenal and the fact that you've combined the love of of you know past games growing up, um and and, and created your own uh is really quite amazing and and looking at the game you know going to the website and when you look at the game and, and these it's all wood Every, everything's made from wood is that correct. Yeah, everything's wood, and it's got uh, three layers of lacquer on there, so you can leave the games outside. And uh, I, you know, there's a lot of plastic items out there, yeah. and I've I've explored that, but I just think there's something unique about wood. It's just every all the grains and every every item is completely different. So that that's why I wanted to go with that. I think it gives a classic element. I, I just I, don't believe there's a lot of you know, wood items out there. That, that's one of the things that attracted me to the game was the fact that it's, it's made of wood and it, it just, it has that classy look to it. You know, uh, I like the fact that it's very mobile, very lightweight, easy to move around. Uh, and, and you made a lot of great points, like, you know, playing horseshoes and stuff. You know, I grew up in Wisconsin, so it's like, I you know, bocce ball and, you know, uh, uh, horseshoes. I mean, if, you know, weekend things, you know, weekend trips to the lake or the cabin or whatnot, you're, you're, you're doing one of those things. To, I wish this would have been 
there. I mean, you and I are pretty close <laughs> to the same age. You know, this would have been great art, you know, when we were kids. Yep. So, it, and there's so many games out there and I love all, all games. I mean, I've got uh, a storage unit that I partially have rollers and I've got a couple warehouses and it's filled with all sorts of outdoor games. I've got iterations of cornhole and bago and bag toss and large, uh, beer toss there's one called bear pong which is these huge oversized buckets that's almost like beer pong except they're massive they're almost like garbage cans i mean i've got i've got them all and i I love just outdoor games and and especially in in today is just one getting people outside and two just getting people to socialize and just be with each other i mean i feel like we are staring at our computer so much and and i am a hundred percent guilty of it i mean that's how i run the business from from my computer and my iphone and social media but you know there is a time that you need to disconnect and actually talk to people and you know and just just hang out and then and what more than an outdoor game that just brings a little bit of competition leisure outdoor fun and so that that's really what it's what it's about is just getting people together and I, I love that, and, and and I'm guilty of that as well. And it, I can't wait to get my hands on this. I'm actually going to I'm heading back to Wisconsin here at the first part of June, and I was uh, telling my family up there, I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm actually going to be interviewing Matt. This is the game we're going to be picking up, and we're going to take it up to the cabin this summer." Um, so I'm looking looking forward to that, and I'll make sure I send pictures and, and whatnot. Matt, what's? Oh, I love it. What, yeah, I appreciate it. Not a problem. So what's? You know what's next for you? You said you're on the road. You're doing a lot of events now that you're retired. I mean, you 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 know, and you were right. The transition side of things is a whole other topic itself. But the fact that you had this going for for several years, uh, and now you you know you you love what you're doing. What what's next? Are you going to continue to do shows? Is I'm, I'm assuming this is already a worldwide uh, uh, product that that's being shipped worldwide. And tell us a little bit about that and what's next for you. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that that I've learned over time, and hopefully this is a good tip for anyone else that owns a business or thinking about owning a business, is everything in my business I've done on my own so I have a full understanding of what it's about. Because if I decide I don't like to do that portion of the business and I outsource it, I know exactly what goes into it. And so, for example... um, marketing, I outsourced to a veteran-owned PR company because I did it on my own and I learned from it, but I just don't have the time for it. Another example is the finances, which is obviously very key to any type of business because that's what keeps you going and and knowing how much money you have and, you know, what your operating costs are and are you spending too much or too little. I outsource that and I, I go to a CPA um, every month and we talk about where are we from a financial perspective and talk about strategy and growth. And so uh, social media is another item. I just started outsourcing that. And, and so those are items that I'm, as I'm growing, I'm trying to put myself in more of a strategic position of how do I want to place the company? And so some items I'm looking at, if you were to look on, uh, uh, Amazon, I actually started doing a little bit of licensing, um, so sports teams, collegiate sports teams are now on rollers. So you have the ability. So your favorite Wisconsin teams, if you want Badgers, you can, you can put that on there. Uh, I'm also looking at, uh, I did a licensing agreement with a company in uh, Sweden for international. So there's actually uh, rollers uh, that's 
being distributed in Europe, um, which is kind of fun because I just saw a YouTube video of somebody um, speaking, I think it's uh, Czech or Hungarian. I wasn't really sure, but, you know, it's seen and they're explaining the game <laughs> of rollers in, in that language. So I thought that that was really neat. And so I, I'm looking to see how I can expand. I'm also talking to a company about a uh, plastic version of rollers, which I'm really debating about. I'd love to get feedback from anyone on that. It's just something that I'm thinking about. Uh, Walmart had interest in rollers, but our price point for rollers for the wood game is, is at $50, and they just don't think that that price point is a little high for uh, their retailer. But it does very well in other sporting goods stores like Gander Outdoors and uh, Dick Sporting Goods. So those are just items that I'm, I'm looking at. Somebody had told me, I've got a couple really wonderful mentors that have been in this line of business for a while that have told me about the market. And they said, Matt, once you get involved into one business, you will see other opportunities come up and up and that will come to you. People will bring you opportunities, potential ones. And I did a joint partnership with, a, with another company on a, a, another line of products. And I've had a couple other that I'm evaluating of either buying their product and their inventory and somebody else buying equity into their company. So there's kind of a lot of different things that I'm, I'm looking at. I enjoy the space of outdoor games and just outdoors in general and sporting goods. And uh, I'm enjoying uh, being mobile and being able to run the show on my own. And the, and the military has really brought a lot of that to me from the fact that I'm able to um, plan things out. I'm risk adverse when it comes to things. I'm able to get into the details. There's a lot of characteristics that the military uh, trains us to be. And you just take those characteristics and you transition them into a business world. And I think that veterans are very set up and prone to be able to run their own business. And, and as long as they understand um, those traits that they have learned and apply them to business, they'll do phenomenal. I totally agree. 100%. 100%. Matt, we're coming up on time and uh, I got one very important question for you. One, okay. one more right. very important question for you. You're on the show called The Decision Hour. And uh, one of the questions that we ask everybody is, name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. And that could be anything, joining the military, getting out of the military, getting married, starting a business, what have you. Uh, what was that decision for you? And explain to the listeners what the atmosphere was like for you at that time. So... There are so many things that pop into my head from a military perspective of different scenarios that I've been in after all the deployments. And I'm going to select something that has to do with rollers besides that. And each one of these could be a, their own uh, podcast. <laughs> but to, to continue the conversation about rollers. So I patented rollers. I've got several patents, registered trademarks uh, in Canada, in the U.S., in Europe. I put a lot of money up front after I thought I'd, I did my due diligence that this was a good product to move forward with. And I spent tens of thousands of dollars and you know, I was in debt and you, when you start a company, a lot of times you're in debt. 
And I remember my mom even coming to me and saying, you know what, you're putting so much money into this. Are you sure this is the right thing? Maybe you shouldn't do this. And so I'm like, I've got my family members that are telling me are questioning, <laughs> you know, my if I should be doing this. And that was really tough, not really having that support, especially from, you know, your mom. And then my wife is like, I'll support what you're doing, but are you really doing the right thing? And, and so, and I had to, I had to push myself through that, which was, which was tough uh, psychologically. Like, am I doing the right thing? Cause it made me question everything. But then when you look at the numbers and you look at the sales and you look at the trajectory and the sales growth of everything like that, you just say, you try to rationalize. And I, and I, and you know, that was, that was a really tough time. That was a tough decision for me to power through the negativity from family, uh, even some friends. And then, you know, once you got through that and now people are like, Hey, nice job. You did really good. And it's, you know, looking back, uh, that was a tough decision for me, but it, but it was the right decision. Clearly. And I can thank you. Let me say thank you for making that decision and power through because you brought a great product, uh, to the world. Um, so, so thank you, Matt. I, I appreciate you taking time and actually pulling over to the side of the road to do this interview with us today as, as you're heading down to, uh, your next show there. Um, folks, again, check out his website, R-O-L-L-O-R-S dot com. And, uh, so you, you mentioned where people can, can, uh, uh, buy the game. Uh, can they order it online as well? Yes. Yeah. Uh, our website, rollers.com, like you said, Amazon's very popular for us. Wayfair, uh, Walmart, you'll see a lot, especially other, uh, games that are in, uh, Kaplan, um, flag house. These are like a uh, physical education catalogs and things out there. There's a bunch. If you type in rollers, it'll, it'll pop up. Just remember there's an ORS at the end and, and you'll see a lot of options. If you want to get a, a collegiate sports team on there, take a look on Amazon and, and you'll see some different teams that are on there or just shoot me an email at through rollers.com. I'll get the email and I can, I can point you in the right direction. We appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for taking time to speaking with us today. Yeah, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Great conversation. That's all the time we have today, folks. Make sure you go check out rollers.com, R-O-L-L-O-R-S, Dot com. And before we let you go, got to give a shout out to our parent network, heroesmediagroup.com. Go check out all the great articles and all the great shows over there by simply going to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, for Patty, I'm Adam. You've been listening to The Decision Hour.